as God intended. Let's go. And welcome, healers, to today's Q&A session with all of the healing homies. Well, not all of them. Our sister, you know, Mother Earth. What do you, what do you call her, Dr. Artis? Mother Nature. I call her Mother, Mother Nature. Na- Bee Queen. Queen Bee, Mother Nature. I do have Dr. Brian Artis was cracking, brother. What's up, America and the rest of the world? We love you. The Healing for the Ages team, we love you, and we are saddened that our Mother Nature couldn't be here tonight. She's taking care of business. Taking care of business, TCB. And our other healing homie, Nicola Burnett. How you doing, sis? Hey, I'm doing well. Missed you guys last week. Good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see you, too. It's good to be back. And, uh, of course, you know me by now, Dr. H, the DGAF doc. Um, You know, folks, what we are on right now is going to be just a straight train and we're going to answer as many questions as we can in the second and third segment. I want to give you a little preview as we always do um, about uh, what we're talking about this week. So if you missed some of the shows, you can go back and listen, go to the uh, Looking for Healing show page, radio show page on the America Out Loud talk radio network, and just take a look around, see what floats your boat. You know, there's some really, really good stuff out there. But before we get into what we did this week, why don't we get into some really good information for you if you haven't done it yet. Make sure you go to globalhealing.com and make sure you get the stuff that we are using right now. I'm going to go around the room and just tell me what you are using right now from Global Healing that you are digging on at this moment. Dr. Artis, what are you using from Global Healing that you're digging on right now? Born Protein Cleanse. Born Protein Cleanse, right? Inspired by who, Dr. Artis? Uh, By me. So, (laughs) So you actually use the product that you inspired? Oh, I actually take it every single day, twice a day. There you go, folks, right? If he's taking it and he and designed I will take it, it every day for the rest of my life, it's probably a good idea to put in your uh, repertoire as well. Nicola, are you taking anything from Global Healing? I am. Um, I just got off a cleanse, a 12-day cleanse, and um, I added in the foreign protein cleanse and the heavy metal binder mm-hmm. and the actual the probiotics. Ooh, I just got some of those too. I'm, I'm using those as well. There's yeah. a couple of new formulations coming out too with some archaea in them that I'm just excited to get my hands on. I can't wait till those are available for everybody. Right now, I'm rocking the um, God, what have I been using? I've definitely been using the Ultimate Cellular Health, um, inspired by me. We use our own products. That's kind <laughs> of the thing. That's why we have them. Um, uh, but the vitamin C, again, I'm just crushing. I'm going through bottle after bottle. I'm going through like a bottle a week on the vitamin C, just keeping myself super, super vitamin C'd up. Awesome. Um, and one of the things that's really fun is Dr. Artis actually did a muscle test on me that maybe we'll talk to you all about uh, one of these fine days. But one of the things that he found on me with the muscle testing was that I was deficient in copper. And so I went and got a whole bunch of the uh, bioactive is bioactive copper. Is that the renaming on it? That is the correct um, name of Global Healing. I went and got some of the uh, uh, bioactive copper folks and taking about, uh, I think, uh, five milligrams I did in the first week. And then I got it down to four milligrams a week, but it's fantastic. 
And one I of the things it. that I've learned about, right, it's a great formula, right? It's, it's I use it simple. every day too. Also, you asked me, what am I digging on? I just said foreign protein cleanse, but bioactive copper I take every single day. And so mm -hmm. do I take the ultimate cellular healing. Folks, it's just, it's good stuff, right? So you definitely want to make sure you put it in, make sure you go to globalhealing.com, put in promo code out loud and take a tour of the, of the supplements. I, I don't know about you all, but I love buying new supplements and trying them out. You know, I, I, I usually, it's not uncommon for me to spend just on not normal upkeep, but just regular kind of exploring products and catalogs and seeing what's out there. It's very common for me to spend about $5,000 a year, you know, just on products and all supplements, trying stuff out, seeing what works, what doesn't, seeing what I can put into some of our cleanse designs at the Energetic Health Institute, things like that. You know, I, I don't want to put anybody else on the spot, but suffice to say, we spend a lot of money on our care. That's oh, yes, part of do. our budget. That's that's what this is all about for us. So, you know, you, one of the things when you're getting into a really healthy lifestyle in this day and age, sadly, it's going to be a financial commitment. And we understand yeah. that not everybody's got the same resources. So we're not trying to hold any judgments or tell you what you should or you shouldn't do. But we want you to understand that part of that commitment is committing some of your earnings every month to your health and you're, you're worth it. So make sure that you're doing it. Go to globalhealing.com, put in promo code out loud. And our other sponsor is the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you, where you can stop being a patient and start being a student. I'm not going to go real long on it because it feels a little self-aggrandizing here since I'm the founder of that great school. But what I will tell you is we have a great class, a great certification, Artists Say Your Healing, starting on February 16th, coming up real soon. We're going to be sharing the latest and greatest that we got on helping people overcome these damn shots and long all COVID symptoms and serious pathology. So if you know somebody that is interested in being a part of their own solution and ready to do the work, send them over because my thing with everybody is I want you to study with me for damn sure. I want you to come in. I want to show you everything we know because we've seen the success over and over and over and over and over again, and you can do it. That's the big thing. I love it when I see students have light bulb go on and that realization that, oh my God, I can do this myself because you can. And that's when you truly become free. All right. Well, let's talk about what we did on our shows this week. Let's go over to Nicola Burnett. Ladies, first, what did you talk about this week on your show? Oh, you're such a gentleman. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I uh, I got on a little bit of a topic since the beginning of the year, detox. I wasn't a detox. And um, the, the one thing that really surprises me that I didn't anticipate when I started doing this work a long time ago was how detox and communication are very, very tied in together in ways that I didn't expect to see until I started working with people over a long period of time. And what I mean by that is people will go into detox and as they clear the static right out of their system, and their system starts to communicate very clearly and efficiently, they start to communicate with their voice very, very differently. And that's something I've really, really noticed. And uh, so that was what I talked about. Just I'm kind of going through a little bit of a series, three-part series on communication and talking about effective communication, creative communication, which is not something we're born with, by the way. You have to learn it. Um, and because most of us don't have adults in our life that mirror or model that um, 
healthy communication. Mm -hmm. I certainly didn't. And I probably would still be married to my first husband had I had some examples of that. So, um, you know, once people start changing internally, then their external world starts changing. And what's the bridge between that? They have to start communicating, right? In ways and having conversations that they never did before with their spouses and with their children and maybe with their bosses at work. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty dramatic. It's, it's interesting. Um, so talked a little bit about conflict and what it is and healthy communication and strategies to practice to start moving into methods of healthy communication. And also pointing out the very unconscious ways that people will communicate that's very unhealthy. And it's not an easy thing. It's really something that I think as a human, we need to be taught, mm -hmm. we need to study, we need to learn, and we need to practice. I, I've, I certainly did. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm uh, what's that? That's what I've been talking about uh, this I gotta, week. I got to ask week. one quick follow-up, just real, real yeah. quick. Once mm -hmm. you committed to making those positive changes and how you yeah. communicate, yeah. What, did you, what did you find um, with the relationships in your life? Oh, well, that's, that's a good one. Um, I found that the people who couldn't mirror back healthy communication, they dipped off real quick, which was fine. And I also found that a lot of different people that I normally probably wouldn't engage or attract to myself started moving in, you know, like drones. I mean, it was, it was, I uh, found myself kind of surrounded by people that had a very uh, much more um, up-leveled, right? Much more sophisticated with their engagement in communication and in their relationships. And it was a beautiful thing to find myself in that uh, in that situation, it was kind of like I just stopped one day in my life and looked around at everybody who was around me and how different it was, and it really changed the whole quality of my existence as a human. I would say, in a very Sounds wonderful great. way. Sounds pretty positive to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing to do. Yeah. All right, let's go over to quarterback here, Doctor Artis. How about you? What were you talking about this week? Yeah, that was a great topic from Nicola. Great job. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome topic to discuss Thank and share. You. Yeah, uh, I think uh, emotions, the people we surround ourselves with have a more impact on us than we want to acknowledge because we have I relationships to them. And we have been conditioned religiously or societally that uh, the family unit's the most important, for example, and marriage is uh, a blessing of God and cannot be ever dismissed or you know separated and there are people in this world who just have incredibly negative energies and will create toxic environments for an individual who stays in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And there's a book I read about 10 years ago. It's titled uh, The Only Answer to Cancer. And in that book, they discuss uh, Dr. Caldwell in Germany, every terminal cancer patient that comes to him, thousands of them over 35 years. He spends the first two days with them who have been told they only have days or weeks to live. These are his favorite patients. He looks them in the eye and he says, great, we're going to spend the next two days figuring out who is the one toxic relationship in your life that's causing your immune system to be suppressed to lead to your cancer diagnosis. Brilliant. Two days. So they spend 16 hours to try to nail down who this one person is. And it's always one. And he, he talks about it. He says he promises the individual, if you actually will cut this individual out of your life one 
from this point forward, within 12 weeks, your cancer will reverse. But you have to block them on emails, block them by text, block their phone numbers. You cannot go see them, even if it's your husband, your wife, your kids, your spouse, your whoever. It's your boss. It doesn't matter. You have to cut them out of your life. You're here saying you're going to die. Do you want to live? This is why you're dying. If you want to live, you have to make these changes. And uh, he said the only people that have never actually recovered were those that could not cut those relationships off. Gosh, I've seen that so many times Mm -hmm. in my practice. So many times. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So I'll give you an example too, real quick, if you don't mind. So this, my trainer, my physical trainer that I work out with, he's telling me one day that his brother-in-law was just diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and was just told the day before that he has six months to live at most. And I said, well, when was he diagnosed with pancreatic cancer? He's like, yesterday. (laughs) I said, oh, okay. So what's the plan of action? Chemotherapy, radiation. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I said, uh, can I ask you one question though? Is he married? He goes, no. And I said, is he recently divorced? Oh, it was a horrible divorce. And yes, it's been going on for two years now. And I said, well, what's the horrible part for him? He just hasn't gotten over this girl, but this girl told him two years ago that she's now a lesbian and has found a girlfriend and is leaving him for a woman. And this has wrecked him emotionally. He's been in and out of counseling therapy. He just can't get over it. And that uh, she left him for some other woman. And I said, wow, you need to read the, you need to have him read this book called the only answer to cancer. He needs to cut her out of his life. And he wasn't able to, he always was wanting to engage, hoping he'd come back. And I'm like, just let it go. And, uh, anyway, they couldn't, and he died six months later. And, uh, anyway, it's pretty sad, but uh, it's a big, big deal. Our relationships and the people we decide to hang out with. Right. And that's the whole biology of belief too. You know, they set the, they set the expiration date on you with the diagnosis. So you're going to fulfill the expiration date. Doctors are right. Yep. Whatever you just, if you believe that person speaking to you and you accept that as truth, you're setting your stage for the demise to start at that day forward, going to whatever date they said you would die. So yeah, it's a huge thing. All right. So thank you for that. I think it's a a very, very important topic. Nicola, great job. So uh, I just wanted to back up those thoughts. I thought it was awesome. All right. So what did I do? So on Monday morning of this week, I actually went on CNNHealth.com and I want to know what have they been talking about the last seven days in the media? Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of the things I found crazy, that is one of the things I stuck the most time on was this article on CNNHealth.com and it is titled, Why Are Measles Cases Popping Up Across the United States? Here's what to know about the highly contagious virus. Uh, they go on to say that one person in Georgia, not a joke, one person in Georgia who is unvaccinated for measles contracted the measles. Okay, so that's what the Georgia Department of Public Health announced this month. And they start to blame in this article that vaccine hesitancy in children and adults is leading to these little pop-up groups. And then they blame, they don't say it in the article right out the bit, but they said there's nine people who contracted measles in Virginia and one guy left Virginia on an airplane flew back from another country and brought it back with him. Okay. But they don't tell you whether or not he's vaccinated or unvaccinated. They don't say anything about that. They get to the guy in Georgia and they're like, but we have a single one in Georgia of an unvaccinated person. They don't say anything about the other guy who now has nine people infected in Virginia. But I want to sum this up. This is amazing. They blame everything about measles on the fact that people in other countries aren't vaccinated for measles and people here in America, if they leave and they're unvaccinated or under vaccinated, that's actually a word they use Mm -hmm. under vaccinated when they leave 
they might be susceptible and bring that back to the United States. And then all these poor people in America who chose not to get the MMR vaccine are going to get measles. Okay. That's so funny. Can I read y'all the last two sentences in the, in this actual article? I'm going to feel my IQ dropping because it's from CNN, but yeah, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. Okay. I'm actually going to read the last two sentences. Okay. The one right above it says, People often will end up hospitalized with encephalitis if they get measles. Okay. And they need to go to a hospital and be treated. All right. The last two sentences of the entire article read severe measles cases among children can also be treated with vitamin A, according to the CDC, to support the immune system. And they say this quote from the CDC vitamin A should be administered immediately on diagnosis and repeated the next day. Did they say how much? No. No reference on how much, but I'll tell you how much. You better be at 200,000 to 400,000 international units because that's my favorite. Do that, you'll rock that thing in like 72 hours or less. It's out of there. Anyway, you don't need a vaccine. They just told you at the end. They just didn't want to tell you all the truth. Right. That would help you know what to do. But anyway, I thought that was awesome. You don't need the vaccines. Don't worry. They just told you at the very end. Even in severe cases, that means hospitalized children. Just give them vitamin A immediately. Okay. Rock and roll. Anyway. God bless looking for healing radio. God bless it. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, this week uh, talked about copper, you know, I, I, we had a really good conversation in masterclass at the school last week about how copper can be in a toxic form, but that the body has all the tools to be able to reduce it back into a completely healthy, usable form. And we, we got into some really cool conversations this week about what are some of the things, you know, like copper, you know, what are some of the other things that we figured out without huge labs, without peer-reviewed, you know, journals that are compromised, without billions of dollars of funding, you know, what what did we already figure out throughout our existence? And I was like, well, let's just look at two simple things that we've figured out. We figured out that we can get iron by cooking in cast iron, that you're going to get plenty of iron. We also figured out that if you took your water and you collected your water in a copper containing vessel, that not only is the copper going to kill any bacteria in the water. So if you were going down to a river or a stream or to a well or something like that, it's going to make it bacteriostatic, but that it's also going to give you copper in your water that your body can then convert back into a very healthy form of copper. We had already figured all this stuff out. But what we've done instead is exchange these brilliant things that we've learned across many civilizations for thousands of years. We exchange them for what? Teflon toxicosis, Teflon pots, and plastic. Because your water has to be in plastic, which is a hormone disruptor. You know, and it's like, We have to stop sometimes and just think, what did we already have figured out that we have abandoned? And so I give the illusion to, uh, I allude back to grandmas. You have to start asking yourself, what did grandma and great grandma and great great grandma, what did they do? Because they didn't have all this stuff and they lived to be just fine. Ripe old age. And I remember my great 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 grandma lived to be 112. How does that happen? Right? She didn't get no damn shots. (laughs) Um, But but Ely, but Ely, 
Do you know how much longer she could have lived if she got a COVID-19 vaccine back then? Yeah, she could have gotten an extra negative 25 years. <laughs> Do that whole thing. Like, <laughs> but something. if I if I wasn't vaccinated, it would have been a whole lot worse. You know, right. It would have been it would have been worse. Yeah, the propaganda, <laughs> but it would have been worse. Yeah, really prove that one. Yeah. All yeah, right. Since you're working one. on multiple Marvel timelines mm-hmm. and things like that, and you can yeah. prove that, please. Yeah. All right, folks. We're gonna be right back with uh with Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Nicola Burnett. Myself, Dr. Henry Ely, and your great questions in the next segment right after these messages. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. All right, healers, welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio. Let's get to your questions. We're just going to jump right in. First question is coming from Sam. Sam says, I read the book you all recommended, I'm assuming you're talking about here the one-minute cure, uh, and have heard you talk about using hydrogen peroxide following a very strict protocols. But more recently, while listening, it seems the recommendation is that it's okay to take drops anytime, whether we have eaten or not. Can you review the precautions on taking it? Thank you very much. Should I take this one? Sure. All right. Sure. Thirty seconds. All right. Thirty seconds. So the precautions are number one: you want to make sure that you take hydrogen peroxide, food grade, and diluted. And you want to make sure you always take it without food, away from food. Why? Because it can create hydroxyl free radicals that can be very damaging for you. So Sam, always on an empty stomach every single time. And then at the end, the recommendation when you're ready to finish that time period of its activity, maybe an hour or something, two hours max, that's when you would take a little catalase or a little bit of glutathione, both which will neutralize any potential unwanted continued reactions and allow you to start eating. So that's how we do it safe. Great job. All right. Amen to that. Amen. All right, here we go. We got uh, Michelle writing in. Michelle says, I've Michelle's caught awesome. I've, Michelle is always awesome, right? I've caught what I believe a uh, to be a cold on New Year's Day. I've not been sick since I caught the COVID in 2019. Needless to say, 
I take pretty good care of myself and follow your protocols along with my homeopathic doctor in Austin, Texas. Texas. I'm going to get the word out. Texas. Austin, Texas. Just listen to the uh, January podcast with Dr. Artis. Thank you for the info on on cough and flu. Do not have a flu or fever, but gargle rinse with iodine is divine. Okay. Thank you all for you do. Uh, P.S. I feel like I need a cold shower after listening to Dr. E talk. Your voice is 100. Oh, well, shit. I wasn't expecting to read that. Thank you, Michelle. All right. I appreciate that. I didn't catch a question in there. Does anybody want to take this one? Yeah, I was just looking at it going, where's the question? <laughs> well, uh, should she take a cold shower, Ely? Um, come on, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> This is, this is for you, Michelle. All right, sweetheart. Go ahead. Go sit in that shower and enjoy. Yeah, okay. How about that? I don't know. I don't know how to handle that one. Great question, Michelle. Element. All right, let's go to the next one here. This one comes from uh, Martine, it looks like. All right. And going to Dr. Artis. Where can I purchase the nicotine patch? All right. What do you got, Dr. Artis? Amazon.com. The brand is Rugby. R-U-G-B-Y. Any other alternatives for nicotine for people that maybe don't want the patch? Uh, yes, you can do Lucy Gum, which is our favorite brand that we like to use. And Ely's probably chomping on it right now. My I wife was, is. I was just a few minutes ago. And what I do is uh, I typically do, I do at least two milligrams once a day, but sometimes I'll do two milligrams uh, twice a day. Just so you all know, two milligrams is equivalent of about smoking one, one and a half cigarettes and things like that. So just a little dab will do you and a little nicotine patch will do you. Dr. Artis, how much nicotine do you bring into your body every day? Because I know you use the patch a lot. Every single day, I wear a three and a half milligram patch every single day. So I buy, they don't come in that size. They're either seven milligrams, 14 milligrams, or 21 milligrams. And I buy all three sizes and then I will cut them into three and a half milligram sizes. And I wear one every single day. I've got it on the right side of my ribs right now. Actually, actually, no, it's not. It's on my left side. Sorry. But I wear it every single day. A new one every single day. And my wife will chew Lucy brand two milligram gum. She'll chew it two to three times every single day and has for two years now. I will wear a patch and she will chew the gum every day the rest of our life. Do you move the patch around, Dr. Artis, or do you keep it in the same location virtually? I, do. I actually put it on my left side of my ribs. People ask me all the time why I did that. And I said, well, I didn't really want it on my arms and I didn't want it on my thighs where my pants will rub on it or shirt will rub on it. So I just stuck it on my ribs, on my left side of my ribs under my shirt. And then every morning I put one on the opposite side, then peel off the old one. You always put a new one on every morning is what I do. Amen. And this is a great question because people come to me all the time, Ely, and they go like this at everywhere I go and Nicola, they'll go like this. So Dr. Artis, great presentation. I have a question about nicotine patches. How long should I use them for? And I just look at them and go like this. Well, I'm wearing one right now and I've worn one every day for two years and I'm going to keep wearing them and I've never been sick, not even with That's COVID. Right. I said, so how long do you think you should wear it for? And they go, oh. Okay, every single day. Well, that's what I'm doing. And then they walk off so excited they have an answer. Okay, I'll wear them every day. Great. Okay, good. There you go. This is what I'm doing. You can do whatever you want. I want to be protected every single day of my life, so I'm going to wear it. Your body body works beautifully with nicotine, folks. It's it's so awesome. If I get (laughs) brain fog in an afternoon or something, I'm like, man, why am I not thinking like I usually do? Oh, crap. Did I put on my nicotine patch? No, man, Mm. go get it. Slap it on. Nicotine is an incredible mental stimulant. And I love it. Do you do any washout days? Do you ever do like one day a week where you're just like, I'm not putting any patch on or anything like nope, that? Nope. I've worn it every single day for two years. So I think that kind of confirms folks. Okay. And, I, and, I would, and I would like to ask everybody, Nicola, 
Yep. <laughs> would it be dangerous, <laughs> Nicola? Would it be dangerous yep. if a human being told you, what if they looked at you and said, Nicola, I eat eggplant at some point in every single day for the last two years. Would you look at them and go like this? You know, eggplant has nicotine. You probably shouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> what about what about cauliflower or celery every single day that has nicotine in it? No, I wouldn't. Okay, good. Nicotine is not bad for you and it's in your vegetables. You can have some every single day. So I have it every single day. I just do a patch. I also eat my veggies, but I want that patch on protecting me everywhere I go. Amen. Amen. Next question is coming from Vicky. Vicky says, my daughter gets terrible migraine headaches every month during her menstrual cycle. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Nicola, what are you thinking? Well, one of the things that we use is a, an essential oil. Uh, I don't, it's a, it's a blend. I think it's got like a, maybe five or seven essential oils in there. And I can't think of what's in there at the moment, but um, that's one thing uh, I would use. And the other thing that I noticed a lot uh, with women around their menstrual cycle is, I'm not sure why this is, but if they're dehydrated, that's another thing that was I found to be very simple fix and, and very common. And other than that, we start to get into um, looking at you know, doing hormone panels and hormone tests and seeing what's going on. But also, but once again, I'm always saying this nutrient levels. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Amen. All right. Next Hold up. We got... Can you go back to the migraine question? Yeah, I think so. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I think it's this one right here. There you go. Vicky. All right, Vicki, I want you to do me a favor. Can you go to thedrartishow.com and go to the info at thedrartishow.com and send an email into them and tell them that I told you to email in. Uh, I actually met with a lady last week in my home and she spent three hours explaining to me a program she wants to do with me in my home with a select group of 15 people. In that conversation, she said she can cure anybody who has daily, weekly, monthly migraines in less than two days. So I have a stepdaughter who has migraines all the time and it's worse during her pregnancies. And he, she looked at me and said, she won't have a headache after two days. It'll be all gone. And uh, so it's all going to be diet related, working on boosting the susceptibility and the production of a hormone called leptin. And this lady has mastered it for like 30 years. And she's like, everybody that's ever had a migraine never has another one ever after we set this up in their body and educate you what to eat and feed the body. So migraines are debilitating and destructive and ruin everybody's lives. Go to info at the Let them know that I'm interested in probably inviting your daughter to come participate in that event at my home. Amen. All right. There you go. Wow. Can't beat that. All right. Let's go over to Sue. Sue says my laptop is on nightlight mode and I replaced all led lights with incandescent light bulbs in my house. Way to go, Sue. Do I still need to wear a blue light block of glasses while I'm online watching on the screen? Um, you know, Sue, I would say that number one, make sure that you have done what you've done and turn on uh, the nightlight mode. There is an app that I'm pulling up right now called Iris, I-R-I-S, which is a special um, app that you can add on to your computer. I don't know if they have a phone app yet but it gives you even greater control over the color spectrums that are coming all through your screen. So that's one of the things I run to make sure that I have a even extended nightlight um, capability, meaning that I am running much more red light through my screens than blue light. 
And uh, the only time I have to turn it off is when I'm doing screen captures and, you know, for presentations and stuff like that. But I'll tell you this, I got my glasses on right now. And what we're studying with respect to sunrises and sunsets and looking at chemtrails and everything, I think everybody could stand to just make sure that you are exposing your body to red light frequencies on a regular basis. We're not talking about going and getting sunburned if you're using one of those red light uh, emitters, make sure and follow the instructions on whatever device you're using and things like that. But some of them can be need to be very limited to like 10, 20 minutes max in a day. But there is when you're talking about what you're looking at with your screens, your phones, it is imperative to make sure you're knocking that blue light out. Sue, so great job on doing that. Just keep up the great work. We got uh, next question up here coming up uh, is from um oh we have i wish we could do this i i can't we might be able to figure this out you want to try to work this one out with me everybody here we go jose says uh comemos lo más natural posible i don't know how to say that right Eat as natural as possible soy su fan dr artis so i i get in there i'm a fan of dr artis i can translate that one <laughs> Acabo dejar la barmada, 100 milligrams, uso selenium, 200 micrograms, y cardio plus de staline y procesis. Okay. I don't know what this is except selenium, 200 microgram. Anybody got an idea? Anybody can, can read Spanish? I don't mm. read Spanish. But I don't oh. see what imada is. Hold on. Is that I was going to say, I'm going to look up. Yeah. Let, look it up. I'll go ahead and answer another question while y'all looking up. We'll come back to it. Uh, okay. Lily asks, is kombucha recommended for anyone trying to recover from the shots? Kombucha, uh, Lily, we, we will tell you, has yeast in it. One of our big concerns with anything with yeast in it is that the yeast may be compromised and be, and unfortunately, a bioweapon unknowingly uh, used by the company. So one of the things we are encouraging people to do is to eliminate sugars and yeasts when they are recovering from the damn shot. So that would take kombucha and of course, alcoholic beverages and things like that off of the menu for you, if that's what you're looking to do. Okay. Do we have anything on Vimada? Yeah. Vimada is a, it's a, a heart drug. Heart yep. drug. All it's right. two different drugs for heart failure. Okay. So there's a drug here for heart failure and then, but is using selenium 200 micrograms. Um, you know, what would you, let's just say general, let's, let's do what we can here for Jose. In general, everybody, one recommendation for someone who is dealing with um, any type of potential heart failure, Nicola, what's a, what's one of your go-tos for somebody dealing with cardiovascular uh, diseases? You know, my always start with this, the foundation is to take a B complex and a mineral complex and just start with that. That's step one. Amen. Dr. Artis, how about you? B as in bees, like, you know, bees, like Jana's bees, <laughs> B vitamins. B vitamins. Yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So I wanted y'all to know that I looked it up. I want to know what are the two drugs? It is Sacupadril and Valsartan. Uh, just so you know, it actually lists the very first side effect. Common side effects are angioedema. Oh, that's all I need to know, actually. Angioedema. Mm -hmm. All right. So angioedema. Angioedema is created... 100% of the time by something called bradykinins. Bradykinins also happen to be 
components found in venoms and bradykinins that cause angioedemas in all people, including those with COVID and this drug, if you take it, uh, is all is all neutralized by something found in pineapple extract called bromelain. So bromelain is published to do that. You might want to consider a bromelain supplement and doing probably a thousand to fifteen hundred milligrams a day. On top of that, you're already taking Cardio Plus. I see it in your note. I also would recommend that the doctor already show my Cardio Flow product on top of the Cardio Plus. I take it every day along with Cardio Plus and Selenium. You can too. It's going to be miraculous. Two in the morning, two at night, Cardio Flow. Amen. And I, I got to tell you, my number one thing is organic only. No pesticides. Got to get the pesticides out. The pesticides work uh, as typically as acetylcholine esterase inhibitors. So they're going to have an incredibly destructive uh, role in heart conditions. Got to get off of anything, any kind of uh, pesticide, any kind of glyphosate, anything like that. It's got to be out of your diet. It's got to be out of your experience so that your body can recover. Well, I have a follow-up question to that comment, Ely, for the audiences. What, yeah. what, what is your favorite of all the different pop tarts? Which one's the most organic? What's the most organic of all the pop tarts? <laughs> Strawberry, <laughs> duh. I've been looking at all the packages, and I can't tell which one's the most organic. Do you know? Yeah, uh, none. Uh, but uh, one thing you can do on that note is people can go to environmentalworkinggroup.org, ewg.org. Yeah, and you can download the uh, Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. And you can see especially what are the top 12 vegetables and fruits that you need to make sure are absolutely under every circumstance organic because uh, of pesticide residue. All right. Great reference, Ely. I actually yeah, showed that at a, the Healing Today's conference. Idea. I put it up there. EWG's food list, organic <laughs> foods. Here it is. Bring it Everybody up. should have that printed up on the refrigerator. Right on. Right. I, I The only reason I don't, Nicola, is because I'm just only going to eat organic. You know what I mean? Like that's the trade. If you don't want to put that on and, and try to keep track of it, because it does change from year to year, they, they update it every single year and do their own testing. Just go all organic and be done with it. You know, and just say, hey, if there's any residue on there, I did the best that I can do. You know what I mean? But it's going to be way less than anything that you're going to get in the conventional pesticide, cancer-causing, heart-crushing, you know, thing that's supposed to be good for you. It's not good for you if it's sprayed with pesticides. I just had a strange thought. What? Can I share it? Yeah. I debated whether or not I should say it out loud. But people that are cannibals and they want to eat organic, who are they choosing? Oh God! Each other? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know. Human. Keep it in the family. Are they, are they right. only looking for unvaccinated people on different websites? What are they doing? How, how do you find? I think they're going to have a hard time eating on this planet moving forward. They're going to have a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, they're going to go extinct. We don't have to worry about them anymore. I was just curious. Okay. So this is going to be a rapid fire question for all three of us. Then we'll go to break. Uh, Sarah, would sexual intercourse help or worsen autonomic dysfunction and recovery? I'm not sure if it would activate the sympathetic fight or flight system or the parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system. I have severe long COVID for 19 months now. Thanks. Nicola, what do you think? Well, this is an interesting question. I, I mean, love overall, this question. I think sex in general is healthy. Um, it's just in all aspects uh, from the, just the connection and the intimacy and the feeling nourished and assuming all that's there in her relationship. So I would say probably, uh, I think, I think that would be helpful for anything. However, I guess it also might, you know, the obvious thing would be do it and see how you feel. Uh, <laughs> but the other thing is, you know, then there's the question of, um, you know, what, how, 
what kind of sex is someone having? How active? How physical? How, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, that's uh, those are those are some of my thoughts. <laughs> what I heard was audience, everybody listening in was yes. <laughs> yes. Go ahead and do it. Give yes. it a roll and see how you feel. Dr. Artis, what about you? What do you think? I feel really bad for Sarah. It's been 19 months. It's time to do it. Get it yeah. on. Let's see. <laughs> get it on. Let's I'm really glad on. she finally asked the question. I did not want to find out that next month there was a, I've now waited 20 months to get an answer to this question. No, it's time to find out. I'd go for okay, it. In so fact, we all agree with this. Yes. And I will just tell you in acupuncture, if you haven't heard my discussions here yet, in acupuncture school, I learned that most autoimmune diseased females carry those diseases because they're not having sex often enough. And they actually, the acupuncturist in their pulse diagnosing will actually write on a piece of paper, go have sex three to five times per week and hand it to you and not treat you like, mm -hmm. cause they know that's what's wrong wow. with you. You need mm -hmm. energy moving in the body. And when it's stagnant in the world of acupuncture and Eastern medicine, stagnant energy in the human body causes all diseases. What's yeah. one way fluidly to move it all sex with a partner and having a man on top of a woman actually missionary style we actually learned this in acupuncture school moving the energy from the conception vessel one acupuncture point at the base of your vagina moving it up the center of your body to the governing vessel that's on your head and goes down your spine you can move that energy using sexual intercourse and restore normal people or normal people back to normal health from their stagnant diseased pain ridden life and uh it, it's an incredible tool god blesses with can't get more natural than that yep i would agree second that but i will yeah, tell yeah. you toys won't do that you need a body on top of you moving the energy so just so you know just so you know you have to move it <laughs> and and to answer the question as well would it activate sympathetic fight or flight or parasympathetic rest and digest the answer is yes sex will do both so arousal for male and female is going to be activation of the sympathetic fight or flight nervous system. And then, um, well, it's going to arousal, excuse me, it's going to be parasympathetic. And then when you orgasm, that's going to be an activation of the sympathetic nervous system and immediately followed by, you guessed it, because what does everybody want to do? Go to bed an activation or reactivation of the parasympathetic nervous system. So, well, um, I need to add to that before we go to bed. What if you have a crappy partner in bed? <laughs> Get a new partner. That's clearly either either become a better teacher or get a new partner. You really don't have very many options right there. What are you going to say, Dr. Artisan? Could you imagine that question coming in next month? Okay, so I had sex with eight people because the first one didn't make me feel any better. Second one, it didn't make me feel any better either. How many do I have to try? <laughs> I can't. Right. Well, speaking at the sympathetic, parasympathetic uh, nervous system, I just want you to know, you have to remember the conversation we had a few weeks ago with Nicola Burnett when she dropped a bombshell right before break, when she used the term sex poop, I had never even heard of it. Oh, was. sex and, uh, poop. So when you get God. to the parasympathetic part of the nervous system, there must be people who have a parasympathetic response to relax their entire body because they poop. And I've never even heard of this. I've laughed about it ever since. But there you go. It must affect both. There you go. Oh, so thank you. I'm never going to live that down. Huh? Is, is the best. <laughs> All right, folks, and on that note, we're going to get canned by the FCC and we'll be right back if they let us on with one more segment of with your questions on looking for healing rates. But it was right really back. fun, guys. Thanks for letting us come on for a little while. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs>
the year 2024 is upon us, and it is our chance to get it right and take back a free America. AmericaOutloud.news is your source for uncensored and factual news that facilitates truth and unity among all Americans to restore that American dream we have always cherished. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. All right, healers, welcome back. Last segment, your question. Jeanette says... First, I'd like to say thank you for all you do. Thank you, Jeanette. We love you. All you, all of you are gifts from God, and I love you. We love you, too. After watching Healing for the Ages, thank you so much, Jeanette. Uh, and some of the other research I've done on water, I'm completely sold on drinking distilled water. High five to you. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old who are really picky eaters. She says she's working on it, Dr. J. And so I give them supplements so that they get the vitamins and minerals that they need. But sometimes they refuse to take them. So my question is... If I wanted to add electrolytes to the distilled water without overdosing them on magnesium and potassium, how much would you recommend I add if you even think I should? And if so, do you have a recommendation for a good electrolyte powder that would be good for kids my age to take? Thank you so much in advance. Uh, What do you think? Uh, Who do you want to go? Dr. Artis, what do you think? Yeah, this is actually a great question, but I have a whole lot more questions going through my brain. Like, well, how old are your kids and how big are they? And how much water do they drink a day? How many four, times are you going to be putting this in their two. water? Four like, and oh two years old. Four and two. Man, these are little kids. All right. So the, the electrolytes themselves that they're adding to waters, you'll see like liquid IV. There's hydrate products all out there. There's all kinds of stuff. But uh, there's five primary minerals that we lose in our sweat, which is the purpose for adding electrolytes typically to these kind of things. So if your two-year-old, four-year-old aren't sweating very much, not really needing this very much, there's five. Salt chlorine or chloride, uh, and then calcium, magnesium, and potassium. Those are your five big ones that you lose in your sweat. So what would be a dose of potassium in children? I need to bounce this off of YouTube. What would be a dose for potassium for a two-year-old, four-year-old daily? I don't even know. Well, uh, I, I think I'd see where this question is going a little bit. And I think what mom is concerned about is, um, you know, minerals and water, remineralizing the water for the babies and stuff like that. And I, I think when we get into this, folks, like we is actually in two liters of water, and it's a negligible amount of all of the electrolytes. I mean, and that's in tap water, and that's published by the CDC via the FDA. There's um, a reason they don't tell you how much there is because it's so minute they don't have to legally tell you. I mean, there you it's go. Very yeah. minuscule. If they so, put a certain amount, they'd have to put it on the label, like a supplement facts panel on the right. product. Right. So, so mom, so basically small. what we're saying is the minerals, the electrolytes are going to come from food. As long as the kids are eating well, don't worry about their hydration. Just, you know, for a lot of us, you know, we've all had to go through this as parents. You trust your kids. 
Sometimes they're going to eat a lot. Sometimes they're not. When they're going through growth spurts, they're going to eat like ravenous. They're going to try to put you out of house and home. And then sometimes, you know, they're just not going to eat a lot. You just kind of trust the process, trust your instinct. Nobody knows those babies better than you do. Just go ahead and trust yourself and trust us. Everything is going to be just fine. All put right. a salt lick on the table. There you go. <laughs> I have, have a couple of deer roaming around in there too. All hey, right, one so, other thing I'll add to that is um, there's a product, uh, Mary Ruth's. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Mary Ruth's. Mm -hmm. It's a product line that was formulated for children. And I think it sounds like this mom is kind of worrying about, you know, are they getting enough? I don't want to overdose. They're so they're such young kids. And all of her products are two things I love about them. They're dosed for children. So that the chance of you giving too much is very minimal. Um, and the other piece is that they taste really good. And anybody who's ever worked with kids, I don't care if you have the answer to anything and everything. If they won't do it, it doesn't matter. It's not going to work. So those are just two thoughts. Those are All great right, thoughts, Nicola. Nicola, how much time do we have left on the clock? Just uh, real quick. Uh, gosh, we have about nine minutes. Nine minutes. Got it. Okay. I just no. wanted to wanted to make sure I had my time stamp there. Good. All right. Let's go to um, another question here. Don says, what natural remedies do you recommend for arthritis in the back? Love you guys. And thank you for all you do. Hey, everybody in the audience. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the love and, and everything. We really, really appreciate it. You are definitely the reason we do this. And we definitely love you back. Thank you so very much for being kind with all of your words and, and all the support and everything. You all are fantastic. Let's get on this question real quick. Arthritis in the back. What do you think in uh what do you what do you think in chiropractor? <laughs> All right. Yeah, you need an adjustment. Uh first thought, anybody else can take this, but we got 30 seconds. I'm gonna give us real quick. Did you know that the low back continues to have arthritis and pain for these emotional reasons? Feels unsupported financially, experiencing fear where money is concerned, wanting to back out of something, is in a relationship that hurts, or they're running away from a situation. You might want to just look at your life and see if any of those apply to you. That comes from the book, Feelings Buried Alive, Never Die. All right. Arthritis in general, what do y'all recommend? Say that one again. Say that book again. Feelings Buried Alive, Never Die. There you go, folks. Great, great read on there. Um, I, I feel the same way. I mean, you know, you start looking for misalignments. If you want to look at it structurally, you start looking at things about like smoking and habits, you know, for people who have chronic back pain, you know, you see some habits like that going on. But you can never underestimate the role of emotion uh, in this. And especially if there's some kind of sway back or something going on, you know, and what I, what I like to start with folks is the feet, you know, go ahead and even in your shoes, turn on all the muscles in your feet, pick your toes up off the floor, off the ground, raise them, and you'll feel your body naturally come into its own sense of alignment. And that way you can tell, are you walking biomechanically incorrect that's injuring you or you know, or are you pretty good and it's not really a structural thing? So get to your chiropractor. Yeah. Go, go and have somebody evaluate you. You know, there's, there's plenty of great folks out there. Go and find one. Uh, we have uh, Pam asking a question here. I am confused about copper and zinc. Does zinc deplete copper? Can they be taken together? What do we got on that? Everybody. We actually talked yeah. about this. I talked about this in the radio show today. Why? I mean, in, in the radio well, show. Well, answer it H. Okay. L. Yes. <laughs> you can everybody's gonna be calling me that too i get this is what i get all the time i have people around i was on a mountain the other day hiking and somebody was like and i was like oh really brian thanks you know it actually happened okay so it's just this <laughs> random it. thing so uh i'm confused about copper and zinc so don't be confused 
zinc and copper are going to offset each other in terms of minerals. So if you're taking a lot of zinc, it's a great likelihood that your copper levels are going to be low. So if you have, and that's what we've seen with people all around the, the world the last few years. And where does it show up? I want you to listen to the radio show this Wednesday, Pam, because the radio show talks about anemia. That's one of the telltale signs, microcytic iron deficiency anemia. That's actually one of the telltale signs of copper deficiency. And I explain why in that, uh, in that um, uh, episode, All right? So check it out. Let us know what you think about it. Yeah. And you know, um, one of the things, if you ever try to take zinc and copper together, it'll probably make you vomit. There's a little message there from the body. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It's rough. But it doesn't, it doesn't lead to sex poop, does it? It does no. not. It does not. Yes, okay, just want to be sure. That's that's yeah. now one of these pervading thoughts. Oh, it leads in my to head. sex vomit. Do we need to do a show it on leads that? To sex. <laughs> we do need to do a show on sex poop. I think we do. Yes. I think we absolutely need to have a whole show on sex. There's poop. something I've completely not experienced in my life, and you need to teach us about this, Nicola, how to do it. <laughs> oh God, okay. <laughs> how to looking for healing radio. Oh this my one, goodness. All right. This next one comes from Jim. Dr. Artis, my wife received uh, recently your recommendation for yeast infections, the Candida Balance. How long should she take the product before hopefully seeing some results? And is this product that can be taken long-term? What do you say, Dr. A? Yeah, great question. I don't actually know what Candida Balance is, but what I would have actually recommended was a product called BioPurity from uh, Ozone Purity. And that's the product I would have recommended. Now, my wife had three, four decades of vaginal yeast infections every day. And when I started treating her, Yikes. they would come and go and go. They'd be like two days a week on and off for a couple of years. It wasn't until I put her on a product called BioPurity. And she did two capsules, empty capsules a day. She put the liquid into empty capsules, took one in the morning, one in the evening, eight to 10 drops every single time. Did this every day for like two months. Zero candida outbreak, no vaginal yeast, no odor, no smell, no discharge, no nothing. For the first time in her adult life, and then she has done one capsule every single day ever since. It's been like 10 years now. And uh, that product is by far amazing. I would stay on it preventatively to make sure you're wiping out any additional fungus mold you're eating, blue cheese, whatever it is. Uh, you're always going to be exposed to molds and mycotoxins. Uh, just stay on it. Amen. I think this is probably going to be our last question. It's a good question here. We've got a couple minutes remaining. This one's coming from Karen. Karen's saying, follow the failed endo uh was extracted. Um, she's saying a root canal on number seven, um, which would correlate to a specific tooth, everybody listening in on the audience. Uh, I'm still getting outbreaks of painful and spreading candida. Um, face, neck, shoulders, tried ozone, which sometimes works, tried hyperbaric oxygen, which is very expensive uh, with temporary help. How do I get to the root cause of the treatment? Uh, stop this nightmare. Retired dental hygienist, and only after retirement, one massive and massive online learning, I realized the extensive false information we've been trained to practice. Most folks I try to warn about this toxic treatment are like deer in the headlights in, in their expression and are still in a trance about the standard care of treatments. So the, what you just recommended, Dr. Artis, for Jim uh, and Jim's wife uh, with, the, uh, with the product, would that go for Karen as well? Yeah, I would just add one thing. It, it wasn't mentioned in the previous email question because I did a 15-minute consult for that individual. But uh, when it comes to candida being painful around the body, uh, mm -hmm. she needs to go on an anti-candida diet, ASAP. What and would, add What in, would that consist of? 
Uh, that would be restricting all refined carbohydrates so mm -hmm. and dairy. So no milk, ice cream, cheese, yogurt, no mm -hmm. Pop-Tarts, cookies, ice cream, uh, you name it. So go online, download an anti-candida diet. There's tons of them out there. Just download one and follow the recommendations. Just don't eat the foods that they tell you to avoid. And then focus on your organic fruits, vegetables, and nuts. And uh, you will do really well. And then add the biopurity extract. Go online and order it. And uh, yeah, it'll be very exciting. You'll see, I expect miraculous things come from that. And, uh, and along with that, everybody just rice, potatoes, just high carb foods and, and starches. Those things are gone when you're doing a, a candida kind of approach. All right. Well, that kind of takes us up to it. I think we probably have about two minutes left. Is that right? Uh, Nicola, maybe yeah, that yeah, one. Give, or, yep. give or take somewhere there. So I want to yep. give everybody just a chance for final thoughts on the sign off, Dr. Artis, final messages to everybody listening in uh, to this episode. I'm just as excited as the rest of you for the next edition of Looking for Healing Radio and learning about sex boot. <laughs> i'll get working on that right away all the whole audience is on the edge of their seat nicola like me i can't wait to get to those questions we're gonna see a whole flood of questions in about this uh nicola how about you final thoughts on uh for everybody listening in? um i would just say uh thank you to the audience for the kind words and the just very, the, the gratitude and the love that they're showing us um this is this is a partnership, right? We're doing the show for them and they're obviously loving it and benefiting from it. And amen. I mean, that's the point. So I would say thank you to the audience for the kind words. Roger that. And I would say to everybody, the best medicines in the world are free. So make sure that they are a part of what you're doing, right? And that's going to start with prayer. It's going to start with air. It's going to start with sleep. It's going to start with the basics. When your body is often free, or at least it can be, make sure that you don't reduce your healing process to what you can buy in a pill, you can put into a potion, or you can put into your mouth, really, that there's so much more you can do than just that. One of the things I am encouraging everyone to do, especially for those of you who are on a journey into your own healing, is to make sure that you tell God that you love him every day and make sure that you tell your body that you love it every day because you aren't going to get very far without those two things working in your behalf. All right. That's about all the time we have today. I'm going to say a little final blessing. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. And may we have the courage to receive a blessing such as this. Till we hear each other again, we say to you all, aloha and adios.